This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, I have a special guest for you today, somebody who reached out after watching the channel. Let's welcome Chris Futrell to the show. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, Michael. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, where you're at in this crazy world of real estate, what you do, and we will start our three topics uh, shortly. Yeah, right on. Um, so my name is Chris Futrell. I got started in real estate at 18 years old. I was still in my senior year of high school when I got my real estate license. Wow. From there, I did uh, $2.9 million in sales. At 21 years old, I bought my first real estate deal. and I've been in Southern California my entire life. Wow, very cool. So, so you're a high school senior. Uh, so I'm guessing you, you're, you know, college wasn't for you, fair to say? Um, college wasn't really for me, but I ended up going, I was interested in getting a degree in financial planning, but you know, it's school's so expensive. I said, you know, I could take this money that I'm going to spend to get a degree or I can go and buy some real estate deals and turn that into, uh, some financial freedom. So there you go. Right Born entrepreneur. I like it. So, uh, so you're a high school senior, you get your real estate license, uh, and you do 2.9 million that first year. Yeah, that was a total of about six months in, um, Okay started selling there. And that was, yeah, I was fortunate. I was lucky. I did well. I did some stuff with social media, ended up meeting one client where I ended up doing about 1.9 million of that in sales. Very, very cool. Well, it's so let's just, let's not hide the fact 2.9 million in Southern California could be one deal, right? So how many, how many sides or transactions might that have been? That was four. Four. Oh, that's so great. Four sides in a, in a six month period. So pretty cool. So Chris, one of the things I know we wanted to talk about here in this first interview is you're doing something around ADUs, right? Accessory yeah. dwelling units in California, people don't know, encouraged ADUs uh, last year, right? 2020. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what, are you, what are you doing with ADUs in, in SoCal? So when I, I was saving all this money from selling real estate, and then I was trying to look for a deal, I started looking, I couldn't find anything that made sense in Southern California it's hard to find deals that make sense. There's a lot of competition. Investors are coming in with 30, 40, 50% down on homes. It's very hard to find things to cash flow. So I kind of got discouraged. I started looking out of state. And then I started looking at a guy named Meet Kevin. On Some of you guys might know him. And he's, what he started doing with ADUs really made me interested in doing it. So I started looking into it. Got discouraged. Couldn't find any. In my local town, there's just not that many of them. So that was tough. So I ended up going and just continued selling real estate. I sold a house and then I ended up going for a listing appointment on the house next door. And when I went for that one, he had a guest house in the back and in that price range, it was very rare for them to have a guest house. The numbers made sense. I made him an offer on the spot and we just ended up going through with that. But what really interested me about the property because it's, it's a good deal, I thought, but for some investors who are out of state, the numbers aren't quite as good as what you would get in a Texas, somewhere else. Um, but what I thought it, about it that was interesting. He was running a daycare out of the garage and the garage is already partially converted. I looked at it, it was about 25 grand to probably convert that fully. And with California's new ADU laws, you can have a complete ADU in the back. You can also have a JADU, like a junior ADU, like a kitchenette and some other things. 
So I was like, well, for 25 grand, I convert that. And then I have these three units and it brings in a total of about 6,000 a month in rent. Haven't converted it yet. Going to do that soon. Just after I bought that deal, I was pretty wiped out on cash. So as soon yeah. as the tenant moves out of the main house, that's what I'm going to do. All right. So let's, so let's just wind this up for everybody. So again, this was, this was relatively new for California. It's actually pre pandemic, right? It was January 1st of 2020. Uh, and again, yeah, if you, if you have a single family home, so correct me if I'm wrong, I read it a year ago. Now, if you have a single family home, you can, uh, con- like a J ADU, I think you called it. So you basically, you can convert the attached garage, right? Add a kitchenette toilet, um, you know, keep it a studio if you will. So that's a unit. You obviously have the main house. And then assuming the lot size and setbacks and all of that work, uh, you can actually have what, I, what I'll call a mother, mother-in-law unit uh, not connected in the backyard. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And the cool thing, I guess it's cool. It, there's positives and negatives to it. The negative is that it supersedes single family zoning. Now you can go into any home, any home, home track and just do whatever you want. Pretty much. You can have multiple units, a lot of neighbors don't like that, Hmm. but it gives investors an opportunity to make a lot of money because it's not that expensive if you know what you're doing to convert a garage or to add an ADU if you can do it yourself. So that's one way you can actually make a lot of money in California. Yeah. So let's talk about the first deal, right? You went to that listing appointment. You can just give me round numbers. It's fine. So what, what, uh, what'd you agree on? What was that purchase price? Uh, It was 689,000. So let's call it 700 grand. 700K as is, it was basically two rental units, right? Yeah. So as it was, it was two rental units. The main house, um, the market rent, if it didn't have a guest house in the back, would probably be 3,200. What I ended up renting it for was 2,950. Okay. And then the guest house I rented for 1,550. Okay. And when you, when you bought it, um, the owner moved out. So it was vacant. Yeah. Vacant. The house was completely redone. That's normally... I'm an advocate of buying real estate that needs to be fixed up sure. because with California's ADU laws and how this all works, they do not treat ADUs the same as they would treat it for a regular house in terms of the square footage. They don't calculate it at the same three or $400 a square foot that we have in my area. They're treated like a garage. So when they calculate mm-hmm. it in, they treat the ADU like it's a garage in terms of square footage. So that's why yeah. it was at such a lower price and really didn't need to put any work into it because it was already below what it probably should have been. Yeah, the intrinsic value. This is something that I've actually spoken with a couple of appraisers on. And this this is something they were telling me, again, this is kind of summer of 2020. They're like, Michael, it's going to take a couple of years for, uh, for us, the appraisers, to really understand you know, how to correctly value an ADU, right? Because it was net new. Uh, they were very, I don't know, one-off. Yeah, they were evaluated as just spaced. It was, it was, most of them told me it was, you said garage. They told me it was storage, right? It's a a storage, right? Same deal, right? They don't, they're like, don't see the kitchen. They don't see the bathroom. I'm like, how the hell do you not see that? Right? What the hell? Uh, That, that's, that's a, that's pretty fun. So, um, so, okay. So you buy it. When when did you get this? 18? Yeah, I got this this year. That was. uh, So 19. Yeah. 19, not 20. Okay. So 2019, you got a uh, two units. You have plans to convert the garage. What do you think the garage will become? What is that? A thousand bucks, twelve hundred? I think it'll probably turn into because it's about us because the way that that unit or that property is set up, it has its own laundry room. Uh-huh. So if you put up a wall, it, it's like a 550 square foot space in this market. It probably rent for about 1450, 1500 bucks. Okay. 
Wow. Very, and it has its own private yard because he used it as a daycare. So there was a private yard, private access. Oh, nice. Okay. Very cool. Uh, so when you bought this property, I'm assuming it was just a standard 20% down kind of 30 year fixed rate loan, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a uh, 20% down, got a 2.99% interest rate. Oh, dude, score. Rate. Fixed for 30 years, I hope. Fixed for 30 years. Oh, smart man. All right. So when you're, when you were going through this deal, what, what'd you learn? Do you think there's still money to be had in ADUs? Like, would you go knock on every, like every house in the neighborhood, see if you can find more or, or what, do, what are you thinking? Oh, 100%. Yeah. In California, I'm looking right now for homes that have ADUs. I try and reach out to people who I know who have them. If they're ever interested in selling, I would love to buy one. Um, now they're hard to find in my yeah. market. It's really hard to find. So again, I just want to make sure I heard that right. So you're looking for existing homes with mother-in-law units in the back. Cause again, you'll get a discount, right? Cause they're not being valued properly. Yeah. That's for me. Cause they're going to spend probably somewhere in the hundred thousand dollar range to put one in if they're going to hire a contractor. Yeah. For, and then they're not getting a hundred thousand dollars in price. It's no. not fair to them, yep. but at the end of the day, that's just how they appraise things. It, yeah. That's how value works. That much value. So uh, I'm curious, tell me about the back unit. What is it like a two bedroom, one bath, one bedroom, one bath. What is it? The back unit is a one bed, one bath, 400 square feet. It's got a full kitchen. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah, a pretty nice unit. It's completely redone. It was and then nothing what, I had to do. Over what there. I was always wondering is what happens to parking? Let's assume the garage is converted and it's now a studio. Uh, is everybody just street parking in that example? Yeah. So what I have written into my lease is that the person who lives in the back property that they have to park on the street, fortunately that street, there's a lot of parking. So that's another thing to consider when you're buying a home like this. Mm -hmm. I'm not in LA. I'm just outside of LA. I'm in the Ventura County area. So there's not as much population there. There's a lot more parking. That's something to definitely consider. But I write into my leases that the person in the back house has to park on the street. And then that they have to also, they don't have access to mail. So they need to get their own PO box. And then the other thing that I've seen is I, I would assume they're all on the same meter, electric, gas, water. Yeah. So they're all on the same meter, which makes it difficult. But what I wrote into the lease was for the person in the main house, they have the utilities in their name and I give them a 40% credit of the utilities for the person in the back house. And then the person in the back is billed in arrears monthly? It's just included into the lease. So that okay. 1550 that they're charged is included into the lease. Okay. So there's not another, you don't slide them another $120 bill or 115 or whatever every month for the utilities. It's in the number. Yeah. It's in the okay. Numbers. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Um, that's very cool. And uh, how has it been? Um, you know, how close are they? Like, like is the back door of the main house and the front door of the ADU 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet? How far apart are they? So yeah, this is the cool thing about it. The That guest house in the back, it has its own separate entrance. It has its own separate yard. It's fenced off. It's almost like if you had a neighbor. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have any access to each other at all. Yeah, I've bought, I've bought many, a, many a units in my day. I love two houses, one lot. Uh, and, you know, I've done it both ways, right? There's a couple, again, they've been built in my town, Fresno, California, sometimes on their own meters right? Except water. Water is always one, but sometimes they have their own electric and gas meters. In that case, yeah, I always put up a fence and they're just two houses, right? Um, and then sometimes like I have a house in the tower district uh, where one big family wanted to rent it, like literally mother-in-law, right? The family's there. It's, it was a daughter and I think three kids. They wanted mom to live there. So I actually took down the fence. It was a little rickety fence. 
so yeah, you do get a lot of options um, to do that. And again, in that case, you know, the utilities in the front house's name and they paid all right. So there's no credit or anything. So I like, I like ADUs. I actually think ADUs uh, will be, will be a thing. I think it builds, right. I think we're coming out of something. Uh, I think, um, I think what, we'll, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to push them more, but yeah, I think you're doing the right thing. Chase the ADUs that exist because you're right. Appraisers aren't giving them the value. They're probably giving them 30% of the value, right? It probably costs them a hundred grand to build it just using round numbers. And they're probably getting 30 or 40 grand credit for it. So yeah, it makes total sense. Yep. Any closing thoughts on ADUs? Um, just if you can find one in Southern California that makes sense, you have to put the things into play. When I first bought this, I made a huge mistake. This was the biggest mistake I made. I made a video about this on the YouTube channel. I had a tenant that I did not do the research on. The guy from the house that I was buying the property from said the tenant's cool. I met the tenant. Being someone who's new in this, I made a huge mistake. I didn't do my research on them. Didn't run their credit. Didn't really look at the things. They were a nightmare. The cops were called. They were screaming at me. They were very, very vicious the whole time. It was a nightmare of a situation. So if you're buying a property, whether it's an ADU or anything else that has a tenant in place, make sure you do your research on that tenant. Very cool. Well, you brought up a YouTube channel. What is your YouTube channel, Chris? It's just my name, Chris Futrell. Uh, I talk about real estate, finance, all things, personal finance, pretty much. Very cool, man. Well, that's topic number one. We'll get into SoCal real estate in topic number two. Thanks, buddy. Thank you.